I think we'll keep talking about prayer. Thank you, Lord. He's uh, He's been showing us stuff. And, uh, you know, so often the things of God, not just prayer, but so many times anything uh, that we do for the Lord or that the Lord's shown us or that we do at the direction of the Lord, um, you need, yeah, I'll put it this way, every year Brother goes, brother Moore goes back to flight school. And who, how, many, how many think that he probably doesn't need that? He, th- he thinks he needs it. Yeah. Why? Because you want to refresh and you want to get, and you know, you learn more every time. You get quicker at it. And, this, the, and the more we get into the Word, the more we find. The, the, the Word of God is infinite. And people say, well, I've been praying, I'm 90 years old, and I've been praying since I was nine. Well, you still don't know everything about prayer. The fact is, there's a good chance the longer you've been praying without studying prayer, you've probably gotten some bad practices, right? <laughs> Amen. So, you know what? We want to not only refresh our minds about stuff maybe that we had heard, but we want to, we want to come up to a higher level. You know, the more I've studied, the more we've talked about it, the more I've seen that, you know what, there, that we, we have a lot of prayer happening, but we don't have a lot of productive prayer. Productive prayer is God kind of prayer. It's prayer that gets answers. It's prayer that never gets questions. When you, when you pray the way God wants you to pray, and the way he teaches us to pray in his word, you'll always get answers, therefore you won't question. Because you ever notice when people don't get the answer, they begin to question. Right? I prayed, why? I prayed, why? I'm in faith, why? I'm in faith, why? Wrong question, first of all. But that's, that's what we get into, and that's because that's what the devil and religion wants to happen. Because the more that happens the less productive our prayer comes becomes. But as we learn more about prayer and God's idea of prayer, God's plan for prayer, then, then we come up to different levels. We come up to where we receive because we pray. We come up to where we refuse not to receive. If, if we come and we don't think we got an answer, we go back. You know, if you look, some of the things we studied, you know, one of the first things, we get a scripture, right? No prayer without word. Got to have a word. So you pray, you got word. Every time a little bit of doubt tries to slip in. No, no, no. It says right here, you know, if you're believing for healing, you prayed and asked for healing. It says right here, 1 Peter 2, 24, by whose stripes I am healed. I were healed. Amen? And you, and you grab hold of that and you, t- and you make that your thought and the doubt has to go. Amen? And you guard your heart when people, well-meaning people come up to you and say, well, maybe it's just not God's will for you. You guard your heart and you get away from them. You say, I love you so much, I'll see you next year. Right? You know, they may think they're doing a good thing, but anything that would hurt your faith concerning what you're believing, you need to stay away from. Amen? If, you're, if, if, you're, if you can't sit in your easy chair without putting something on TV that's going to hurt your faith, stay out of your easy chair. Amen? Right? That's why I just watch football. I just... No, no, no. no. I got the Victory Channel now, so, yeah, I got a lot of stuff to watch, too. But, uh, yeah, I do watch football. 
I'm not going to lie. We just had a whole sermon on that, right? There's no lie. Football's on the TV. There's a good chance my TV has got football on it. Just a real good chance. But, but, but my point being is what if, if things would slip in and cause you to doubt what you ask for, ask for according to his will, then you need to get away from that. That needs to be something you don't listen to. If you're believing God for healing and you've asked and you've got scripture and you know it's his will, then you don't back off from that. We've been too quick to compromise through, through religious tradition. We've been too quick to say, well, I prayed, but maybe I need to try this. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe we don't need to try anything except what he said. Right? Listen to him for the next direction. Don't, don't, we don't want to do what Abraham and all of us have done before and try to come up with our own plan and call it God's. Right? And that's so many times what we'll get when we begin to let doubt creep in, when we begin to listen to other people and they've, they've had different experiences and they want you to know all about them, right? We don't want that. We want that when we pray for healing, we're, we're going to talk a lot about healing tonight, so when we pray for healing, we want to expect it. We, we, don't, want, we don't want to expect it for a day. We don't want to expect it for a week. We want to expect it, period. Timeline makes no difference. The Word is not going to change. Why should I? There it is. Right? right. The Word is not going to change one bit. So I'm going to stand on the one thing that won't change. Because when we do that, we don't get off on these other things and we waver. Because when we begin to look other ways... Like we talked about, we begin to waver. We begin to have a double vision, and we begin to get off. And, and that's where religious ideas are formed, back there in the double mind. And the double mind is, is, is the war zone. It's the war zone for religious ideas, right? When you get a double mind, you'll, you'll, it'll sound so wise, <laughs> you know? It, it, you know, even the people that say, you know, there's a purpose. There's a purpose. And they got, of course, their scripture pulled out of context. But man, does that sound wise. Right? That, that's, there's, there's a word for that kind of wisdom. Right? It's called evil. Evil wisdom. Exactly. Sensual. That's exactly right. And we don't want that in our prayer lives. We want to come together. Or we want, and, well, you know what? I'm going to say this. We don't have to come together. The majority of prayer, if you read the Bible, talks about you praying and me praying, not we praying. There is some we praying, and it's a good thing, corporate prayer. But but to go off on a tangent and call 1,000 people and say, need you to pray, need you to pray, need you to pray, need you to pray, that's, that's not in the book, Right? You got way too many people involved. That's generally how gossip gets started, Whoa. right? Because the next thing that happens, they make. Oh, did you hear what happened to them? Ooh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about the? Ooh, ooh, don't know if how it's going to happen. Oh man, did you hear about them? You got a whole telephone line going off telling about your problem, and now your problem, which was a hangnail, is now you're about to lose your hand. Right? You don't need one thousand people praying. Because it only takes two in agreement, first of all. And it only takes one that believes he receives. Right? It says when you stand praying, right? 
which, which emphasizes that you should stand praying, first of all. But when you stand praying, believe. You know, or, you know, we can just read the verse. How about that? We'll start right there. It's, that's in my notes somewhere, so we'll start there. Mark 11, 24. Mark 11, 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, and remember what that word desire means? Crave. Those things which you desire, ask. But, but it's a hard ask. It's, it's not just ask. It's, an, it's a heart ask. It's something, it's a desire that's within you in your heart. It's a heart ask. In other words, if you're believing for healing, it's in your heart to be well. Anybody in here ever been sick and you didn't want to be well? Yeah, I mean, and it's a heart desire, right? I mean, I don't know anybody in here who says, you know, I just really like being sick. Sick, sick is good. You know, I get free lollipops and ice cream. You know what? All that stuff you get doesn't matter because you don't feel like having it. The only time ice cream's good is when you feel good, right? I don't want my tonsils out so I can eat ice cream. I want to eat ice creams with my tonsils. And if my tonsils are out now, I'll eat ice cream now. But I got tonsils. But if you don't have tonsils, ice cream's still good. You don't have to get sick to get good things. Right? You do not want sympathy for sickness. You do not want sympathy because something bad's going on in your life. You want God to work. You want answers. You want healing. Amen? And, and when we pray, it says, When you pray whatsoever things you desire, when you pray... Believe, first steps believe, right? Well, ask actually your first step. But after that, you believe, then you receive. Believe, you receive. we got a lot of people that want to receive so they can believe. Right? <laughs> right? You ever get caught doing that? Yeah. Uh, I prayed for my foot. Let me see if it hurts and then I'll believe. No, <laughs> no it doesn't matter if your foot hurts. We believe, we take it. We, we, we got our hands out, and, and the answer came to us. It was 1 Peter 2:24. said, By whose stripes I am healed. And it didn't tell me to see how my foot felt after the Scripture. Right? It said, For me to believe I receive, and to, and to be unyielding about it. We've got to flat out be mean about it to the devil. Because he's the one that wants you to quit believing it. He's the one that wants you to take you away from that. He's the one that wants to give you religious compromised ideas on why it's okay not to be well. Right? He's the one, the devil is the one that will tell you you're in faith when you're not. Right? No, I know none of, that, none of you all have ever done that, but I have. And, and, and I had so convinced myself that I was in faith that it wouldn't have mattered who asked me. I said, I'm in faith. Which is, like I said last week, a good sign you're not. Because if you have to tell people you're in faith, then you're not. Because if you were in faith, you'd already have received what you believed for. So you wouldn't be, and people say, you mean I'd have it? You would have received it. You mean I'd have it? You'd have received it. You would have received it. By your faith, you would have grabbed hold of it and you would have been unwilling to let go of it for even long enough to say, well, no, I don't have it yet. No, you do have it. 
The minute you pray. You know, you had it the minute that scripture was written. The, that You had it before the foundation of the world because that's how far it went back to heal your body. Amen? Prayer's not based in the moment. It's based in eternity. Amen? And, and, and our faith needs to be based in that same eternal word. That same thing that God... That's, that's where your foundation is. It's in what God spoke that went all the way around, went further than you can see backwards and goes further than you can see forwards, and it takes care of everything. Amen? And if we believe we receive them, we'll have those things that we've asked. Amen? That we've desired. Then it says when you stand praying. We'll get to that later. Look at James 5. Let's look, let's look at some different things. and going to read a couple stories by, from Brother Hagin's books. Um, aren't you thankful for elders and people that God puts over you? You know, when I was, when Brother Moore was talking to me about doing tonight, you know, he started talking about healing. My goodness, you want to listen. And, uh, boy, it was, it's, it's, you're, you're just thankful that where God puts you. You know, I'm thankful that we're all sitting here in this church, a part of this body, and, and able to hear these things. God's so good to us. Amen? Yes. James 5, starting in verse 13, it says, Is any among you afflicted? This is not sickness. This is personal problems. Afflictions are things that he just says right after that. Let him pray. Doesn't say let him call five churches and ten ministries. Right? It says, let him pray. If it's an affliction, if it's something that's coming against you, let him pray. What's he saying? He's saying, my grace is sufficient. you got more than enough in you. Pray, resist the devil, and, and go on. And, and, and so many, and I know people, I'm not saying you can't have a, prayer, a faith buddy, a prayer partner, but don't have 20. <laughs> you don't need to, we don't need to get into that prayer chain exactly and i'm not saying you know people want to love on you and let them love but what we got to be led you want to be led on who you call to pray with you 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 don't just want anybody they may be going through something right now and they don't have enough faith to hook one second with you you know i've called i've had people call before at times where i'm like i don't know why you're calling me you need somebody that can actually believe. And if you tell me one more bit of that story, I don't know that I could ever believe with you. <laughs> I'm sure that that's why Jesus never asked anybody their story. Right? He didn't come up to the lepers and say, Now, how'd you get this anyway? Because that, then they're going to start praying. The minute you get that, if you, if you start asking people questions like that, you're going to get a prayer right after that. Well, I just want you to know that I wasn't doing a thing wrong and this came on me and I tripped and this happened and I, I, I've been doing nothing but good and, and this over here happened and it turned my life this way and I've never been the same again and sickness just came on me and, and I think it was God because I think He's trying to teach me something. And you'll get all kind of story on why it's okay for people to be the way they are and you don't need that story. Right? Jesus said, what can I do for you? Or go, go and show yourself to the priest or spit in, spit in made mud. Or he didn't, he didn't want to hear how you got the way you got. 
Because you know how we all got the way we got? Sin in the world. That's it. We're in the world, right? If you, if you walk through the field and there's poison ivy in there, unless you're being led by the Spirit, you got as good a chance as the three people behind you of hitting that. Now, if you're being led by the Spirit, God could get you around it. In this world, it is so important to be led by the Spirit. That's how we stay away from the poison ivy. doesn't mean the poison ivy doesn't exist. He gets us around it. And if we do get it, we're being led on how to get rid of it. What we, you know what? You're being led. We got, we got, it, we got to, and people say, well, you, need, you just got to be spiritual all the time. You need to be spirit-led all the time. Now, you don't want to be a weirdo. I perceive that we should pray, brother. No. No, you don't need to be a weirdo. Nobody will want to be around you. You won't pray for them anyway. They'll say, could you pray for me quick so I can get away from you? Right? Or, or be one of those people that tell you to pray or tell you they got something they want to pray over you and everything they pray is not God and you know it. Don't just let everybody pray over you. People say, I just want to pray. I just want to lay hands and pray for you. No, I don't have that in my heart. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any, of them, is any merry? Let him sing. So if you wake up merry tomorrow, sing. Right? That's pretty simple right there. You should wake up merry, so you should sing. Right? Because you were afflicted and you prayed, now you're merry and you can sing. Right? Amen. So, so we, we, can, we can just zip right by that. Everybody's good with that, right? If you're merry, sing. Is any sick among you? Let him, let him, let, let him, not his five friends or three brothers, let him call upon the elders of the church. Let him. And this is, this. you know, one thing about this verse is that this actually implies really um, young and also very ill to where all you could do was call. You got people that want to come here and have oil put on them. That's not this. This implies that you would go to that person because they couldn't come. And this, 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 when James wrote this, of course, the church was in infancy. It was, it was a really baby church. And so this, this was one of those things that after, after this, even we got apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? And so we, I mean, this is, this is when the church was really young. And so, I mean, this is scriptural. And yes, it should happen. And yes, in verse 15, it does say that the prayer of faith will, shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. This is a form of prayer. And there are people that we can pray for and our faith can carry them. They're, they're, you know what? When Ramsey could not walk, we carried her a lot of places. But she began to get heavy. And so we wanted her to learn how to walk, right? And besides, it looks really weird when somebody's 10 and they could walk and they don't, right? So you want, them to, you want kids, and we want our kids, we want ourselves as Christians to grow and begin to do things on our own, right? And, and to grow up and to be able to pray for ourselves, to be able to, to join an agreement with another Christian and get those things which we've prayed about. We want to be able to do that. But 
I'll give you an example of this because one thing about it is we don't want to lose this because there are so many people out there that we do want to get our faith out there and bring them on, bring them on to another place because that's what the love of God would do. It wouldn't say, well, you big baby, if you were a little older, you'd have faith for yourself and you could come on. See, that's where we get into that very unloving doctrine of if you had enough faith, you could do this. That is not love and that is not something we should say unless God told us to say it and the person could actually hear it. You you need to have more faith. And then he'd give you a way to say it. He'd probably say, ask them if they think they have enough faith. He'd probably ask a question instead of, tell somebody amen but there's a time amen let me read you part of this book what even starts out that way let me get my they're a little small fine glasses here so if you had enough faith you wouldn't need glasses (laughs) hmm might need to get saved But there are still those who do not know and do not understand for whom prayer must be made. A denominational minister who still pastors his church told me that, that his wife had been marvelously healed by the power of God after medical science had given up on her case. Her healing brought them into the charismatic movement. He said, after my wife was healed, he said, we began to get our eyes open to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and were relatively new in the things of the Spirit when his wife had an experience in prayer for someone else's healing. A young wife and mother of three who attended this pa- these pastors' church regularly had to have open-heart surgery. She died on the operating table. After some time, she was resuscitated, but she did not gain- regain consciousness. The doctor said she would never regain consciousness and that this was just as well for her mind would never be right. She had been without oxygen to her brain for too long. The pastor told me we comforted the young husband and prayed with him all we could, but we were so new in this, yet we were so new in this, yet this young man's wife persisted in living. The pastor said the third night I woke up and suddenly realized My wife wasn't in bed. After a little while, I got up to go look for her. I heard groanings from the living room. I thought she had got up and fell and hurt herself. I found her lying flat on the living room floor, groaning. I got down beside her and said, Honey, what's the matter? She said, I don't know. I don't understand it, but I just can't let her die. I just can't do it. For three nights, every night, she had laid on the floor and groaned and prayed out loud. All night long. On the fourth day, after the pastor's wife had prayed for three nights, suddenly that young woman in the hospital came to herself. The doctors were amazed. Her mind was clear. She was perfectly all right. She was restored to her husband and children. Even though this pastor's wife was new in this, she began to pray for the young woman mainly because the Spirit of God gave it to her. And that's one place I wanted you guys to see. The Spirit of God will direct you to pray. And that's, again, being led. When we just begin to pray about anything, 
If we just say, you know what, I don't like the way that's going, I'm just going to pray all night. Was that the direction of the Lord? Or did you decide to pray all night? And see, again, this is where we can get into unbelief because that these kind of prayers, God has no obligation to answer, first of all, because it wasn't according to His will. It was according to yours. Amen? And sometimes it's like we talked about several lessons back. You'll get something that you didn't want. You'll get, you'll get an answer that God didn't want because He knew it shouldn't go that way. And you prayed... Beyond, you prayed beyond him, and he's still obligated to answer it, and he does, and because he did, you know, I know people that, I'll just say it this way, their lives weren't as good, and it almost would have, not almost, it would have been better if they'd have gone home, gone on home that day instead of lived in the next five years because they didn't have a good quality of life. Amen? Amen. And uh, hmm, I won't put Miss Diane on the spot, but when Mr. Billy went in the hospital, for some reason I got it on my heart. I needed to sit in that hospital. I sat in that hospital room for a day. I mean, a long day. Just thinking, I just can't leave. I just can't leave. I don't know why. And I prayed. And I wasn't, I didn't pray anything specific because I didn't have anything specific to pray. And to this day, I don't know why I felt that. If you feel that, you should do it. Maybe I was making something available there that could have went a different way. I don't know that. But, but it, there, was a, there, there, was, there will be those times where we just need to do it. Even like this lady, she did not understand it. But she knew that God had given it to her to pray. And if God gives it to you, it has great value. Great value. And you want to do it. Amen? And it was really important. And so that's one thing to realize. Not our ideas, but God's ideas. Amen? And, and that's, that's being spirit-led in prayer. And in being spirit-led in prayer, healed, got, this, got this lady healed from something the doctor said would never happen. Amen? And so we, we, want, to, we want to be um, open to acting on you know, Brother Moore said it this way, acting on the promptings of the Spirit. This lady acted on the promptings without any knowledge of why. Well, I cannot see you when I have this on. You look weird. Some of you are blurry and some of you aren't. <laughs> but, but you want to act on those promptings. You want to act on the promptings of the Holy Spirit in those respects. You want to act on the promptings of the Holy Spirit during a prayer service, during a healing service. Amen. We'll get further into that. But if we're in the middle of a healing service and we're praying and, and, and somebody on the front row is believing for their legs to be healed and they feel a prompting to run, but they say, well, we don't want to disrupt anything, follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You have a prompting because your shoulder hasn't been working and you now have a prompting to raise your left arm and you follow that prompting. Amen. That, that's being led by the Spirit, not being led by the flesh. Now, I'm not saying go run without the prompting. If you do that, you probably aren't going to run. Right? People say, well, I'm going to run to prove I'm healed. No, you run because you're healed. We're, we're not trying to prove anything. Right? God doesn't need to prove anything. He proved everything in Jesus Christ when He died and was ro- raised from the dead. Everything's been proven. His Word's true no matter who believes it or who doesn't. Amen? 
lost my page. Good thing I have my little sticky note. Thank you, Lord. said, even though the pastor's wife was new to this, she began to pray for the young woman, mainly because the Spirit of God gave it to her, not because she worked it up. How dependent we are upon the Holy Spirit in our prayer lives. In dealing with the sick, I find that sometimes the Spirit of God hooks up with me and prays through me. When we're praying for the sick, it should not be a hard prayer. You shouldn't have to think about This should be God actually praying through you, using you, right? And, 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 and actually, he says something after this. He says, God hooks up with me and prays through me. And there are times I've tried to get him to, but he does not. You cannot make the Spirit of God do anything. Instead of using the Spirit, let the Spirit use you. That was so good. When I read that today, I was like, wow. So many times we get caught trying to use the Spirit to get what we think is right rather than let the Spirit use us to get the will of God. When the Spirit uses you, you will get the direct will of God. That's what happened with this lady. The direct will of God was not that this young mother die leaving three kids and a husband alone. It was God's will that she live. And he found somebody that would let him use them when you pray, you're being used by God. Think about the end of the verses in, in James 5. Um, he talks about confess your faults one to another. And then he says, pray one for another that you may be healed. And then he says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Glory to God. And then he gives us an example of what an effective, fervent prayer is. It's Elijah. He was a man just like you and me. And remember we talked about this a long time ago. We have to get away from looking at people in the Bible. They can be your heroes, but the reason they need to be our heroes is because they're just like you and me, yet they yielded to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, acted on the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and stopped rain for three and a half years. The power of God stopped the rain. They prayed. Right? Because if you look at that verse 16 in the, in the Amplified Bible, it says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. What, what we do when pray, what happened in, when this lady prayed, she made power available and the healing power of God healed that lady. Amen? Because she just wouldn't let her die. She, she just couldn't. Why? Because the Spirit of God in her just wouldn't. Yeah. We don't know who else is praying. We don't know what else is going on. There's a, I'm sure there's other people praying. But God intervened on her behalf through this lady, had no understanding of why, and made power available. We don't have a power problem. Right? Yeah, right, right. As the church, that you know, like when you... When you call the, the uh, appliance company and you say, I got, I, my, my appliance is just blank. And they say, check the power source. We never have to check the power source. The power source is amazing. The power source is infallible. The power source is unchangeable. The power source is our great God. And we don't have, tonight, if you're looking for the, the, the power of God's present every time we come together, but especially tonight, to heal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The power of God's here. Yes, 
And, and, and it's just a matter of receiving by faith, believing you receive and then having it. But, but it, is, it is God's will, and, and we, have to, we have to yield and, and act on the promptings to get in with that power. Our faith is the connection to that power. You could, you could have all the power in the world. We know this because Jesus came to the earth, right? And we'll, we'll go to that scripture here in a minute. But somebody by faith has to yield to that power. By faith, they have to say, I received of that power. Amen? And I'll, I'll read you another story because this one was young Christians, right? This whole one, this whole, this whole one was young Christians. Let me read you another one, maybe another two, just because I like them. Don't you like them? Don't you enjoy it? If you don't, just bear with me and love me anyway. Amen? Get my glasses back out. Thank you, Lord. As a pastor of a church, I saw people who did get healed, but then after a year or two or three, those same people would never get healed again. I know that I prayed with just as much faith. I know I had more faith than I did back two or three years before. My faith was growing, and yet I didn't get them healed. That, that would disturb me as a pastor because the pastor is concerned about his people. In one church we pastored, we began to have healing service every Saturday night. We had one lady in a wheelchair who had arthritis. Her body was just stiff. In that wheelchair, she could roll herself around, was able to cook her own meals and do her own housework. If the flu came along, she took it. You could pray for her, and she would get healed. It was the way, it was, it was this way with anything minor. Finally, we went down to her house to pray, and I knew what God was going to do, and I just made them, the prayer group, stand away from her. I said, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. I actually told you guys this story last, uh, last week. It said, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. The power of God lifted her out of the chair. It was like someone holding her up in the air. The power of God then started pulling her and reaching back, taking hold of the chair, and, and she reached back and took hold of the chair. When she did, she just fell flat down in it. She's up in the air, the power of God. You know, a lot of people say, I just can't believe that happened. Well, first of all, it did happen. Second of all, what you're saying is you don't believe she didn't receive. You know what? We're, we're all trying to receive on the same level, right? We don't want to judge her for not receiving. We want to look at this as a teaching moment. She reached back. She's up in the air. The power of God has her out of the chair, up in the air. And during this time, she reaches back to grab the chair. And when she does, she falls flat in the chair. Brother Hagen pointed his finger at her, and he said, you don't. He said, he pointed my, I pointed my finger at her and said, just, I, I said that she just didn't have any faith to ever be healed, and she blurted out that she didn't, and she would probably go to her grave like that, and she did. Amen? Power of God was available. We don't have a power problem. Right? And see, that's what religion wants you to believe it's a power problem, that maybe the power doesn't want you well. 
right? Maybe the power is getting glory from you being sick. Maybe the power just wants you to wait a little while, right? Maybe, maybe he's taking a break, right? Maybe he's just not powerful enough today. That's never going to be true. He's powerful. He is powerful. He, he, he be powerful, right? And I don't know how to put that in another When he wakes up, he's power. When he goes, when he doesn't, I guess he never sleeps. So all day long, he's power. He is power. We don't have a power problem. We are not deficient in power. So if things aren't happening, we have to look where is our deficiencies. And, and not so that we can say, oh, I should have been better. So you can say, oh, I see that. You know, he tells a story of two or three people in this same chapter that, that get healed and then they lose their healing within just a few days and they come back and they say, I get it now. And they receive their healing and they never lose it again. Why? Because you can learn from something or you can blame God. Amen? And they chose not to blame God, and God showed one of them and said, you didn't know how to resist the devil, and he taught her how to resist the devil, and she, she said, now I know how to resist the devil. I won't lose my healing again, and she didn't. Amen? And, you know, and we, what, what the devil and religion wants you to do is come up with a compromise idea of why you, you were healed and then weren't healed. And, and, and they'll come up with all kinds of religious reasons why that happened instead of just saying it shouldn't be. It's no, it, when the Word says something, anything contrary to that is going to put you on the side against the Word. You don't want to start looking for answers in that direction. You want to start looking just like that lady looked. She looked and God said, you got to resist because the devil's going to come. It's in the Word of God. He comes immediately to steal the Word that was sown. And if he can get that Word, then he can take your healing. Right? But when you learn how to hold on to that Word, he can't get it from you anymore. Amen? And that's where we want to get to. Amen? I wasn't done reading, was I? Let me find my glasses. He wants us to grow in faith, and, and we can grow. This lady was, had been in his church for a while, obviously. He wants us to grow our faith to become stronger, to become greater. Amen? It says um, she blurted out that she didn't have the faith and would probably go to her grave like that, and she did. We weren't to blame because when we went and prayed, the healing power came down on the woman. If she had believed and cooperated with that power, it would have loosed her and healed every joint of her body. That's the reason we have meetings, in order to help and teach so that, you, so that they can grow in faith. Some people have had opportunity to grow but just haven't done it. Now they're on their own. That's a sad situation. And then, then kind of a sad story, and I know probably other people have heard this, but he said, several years ago I learned that my sister had cancer, and I went to the Lord in prayer on her behalf. I battled with the devil for her life, and the Lord told me that she would live and not die. The cancer, the cancer was curtailed, and there were no symptoms left in her body. Five years later, went, five years went by, 
and then she had cancer in another part of her body, there was no relation to the other kind of cancer that she had had. This time, it was in the bone. Altogether, she lost down to 79 pounds. The Lord kept telling me that she was going to die. I kept asking the Lord why I couldn't change it. He told me that she had five years in which she could have studied the Word and built her faith, but she hadn't done it. She was saved, but the Lord told me that she was going to die. I expected her to do something about developing her own faith. She didn't do it, and she died. This is a sad example, but yet is so true. He wants us to develop our faith and grow as Christians and not just stay babies. You know, a lot of people don't like to hear these kind of things, but this is what's keeping us back so many times. You know, when God brings you through one thing, you don't stop growing right there, right? You know, when Ramsey learned to walk, we didn't say, okay, we did it. This whole parenting thing's good now. <laughs> you know, we were good parents. She, she walks now. That's so awesome. And she learned how to eat. She can eat and walk. We're done. Right? She's not done growing. And, you know, every week we come in here and we hear, we hear the Word of God. I mean, we hear the Word. I mean, right now we're hearing about becoming more spiritually aware and more spirit-led and, and more things about the spirit of man than I've ever known in my life. And I'm like, wow. You know, you're hearing it and you're like, man, this is good. But it, it can't just be good. It's got to become part of who we are and it's got to begin to grow our faith. It's, we've got to begin to grow in faith to where we're coming to whole other levels, uh, praying at whole other levels. Uh, as, as we're being spirit-led, we begin to only pray where God says pray and pray what He says to pray. Amen. Amen? And when you do that, your success ratio will go way, way, way up. Think about what Brother Hagin said with this lady right here. They prayed. The power of God raised her out of the chair. The prayer wasn't lacking. The prayer brought the power, right? The faith is what you got to mix in with it. You got to have, uh, Brother Moore was telling me, Brother Hagin used to call it the, the switch of faith on. Keep your switch of faith on. Amen? You got, we got to keep our switch of faith on at all times. In, in our prayer life, if we want healing, if, if something's going on in your life, Faith is going to be required. If you are a Christian, faith is going to be required. I've got, I've got an example right up here. You guys may not be able to follow me back here. I've got to get my lamp. You've been using my lamp back here, man? Here's my lamp. Hopefully it's got a good bulb in it. All right? There's my lamp. I turned the power on before I brought it out here. Why isn't it lit up? I turned the switch on. Why isn't it lit up? No power, right? But the power has always been here. Here's power right here. Let me get the power over there. Let me bring the power over to it. Okay. Right? See, there's rules that need to be followed, right? 
or that lamp's not coming on. It doesn't matter how close to the power it gets. It's not coming on right now. Right? Doesn't matter what happens. I can wrap that power around it ten times, and it's not coming on. Right? But then people say, well, yeah, I'm going to get hooked up to the power. And this, this is where keeping your, your switch flipped on matters. You know, so I go over here, and I got the power. I say, doggone right, if there's power here, I'm going to connect to it. We connect to it. What's up with that? No light. I'm connected to the power. Got to keep your switch of faith flipped on. Got to keep your switch of faith flipped on. See, there's more to it. You know, we, we think, well, we just go where the power is. Get in the power. And then wait for God to do something. He's waiting for your faith. He's waiting for you to mix in your faith and flip on the switch. And you can do it that way. You can do it just that way. You can go and you can get to the power and you can plug into the power and you can sing three songs, four songs, go through offering halfway through the message and all of a sudden you flip on, right? It took you half the message and it took you a long time to get there, but you got there. But, but what Brother Hagen was saying, I think, more than anything, is keep the switch of faith on. Because if you keep it on, every time you come to the power, every time, every time, you come on the minute you connect to it. Why? Your, your, your switch is on all the time. Your switch is on all the time. So the minute that power, the minute you get where the power is, then the faith and the power hook together and answers happen. Amen. And if you're praying, who wants somebody praying for you? Somebody that's got their switch flipped on all the time or somebody that has to work it up. Right? I want my I want to I want to leave my switch flipped on. And whatever is turning it off, I want to quit doing. Because that's my switch of faith. And when we begin to do things that turn it on and off, then you don't know where you're going to be when you need it. it you know, there's not a time where we want to quit learning more about faith. People say, oh, I've heard all kinds of faith messages. I know about faith. I, I got faith. You just stopped. You, you just told me you're done. You're as high as you want to go. You're as far as you'll ever be. That's all you need. That's never going to be true. If you got your, your, your switch of faith on at all times, you're growing all the time. You're coming up to another level. You're able to pray. You're able to receive. Think about how much better you receive when your switch of faith's on. When there's a healing service, you don't have to wait for the line. You're healed before it ever happens. Why? The power of God was there to heal. Right? The power of God's here tonight to heal. If you're waiting for a healing line, you're going to wait too long. Grab it now. Grab it now. I don't care what part of your body's hurting. Grab it now. Believe you receive. Amen? Your, your, your switch, some of them, some people came in and, and you know what? The, the work day switched your flip, flipped your switch off and you're just now getting it back on. It's okay. The light will still shine. Flip your switch on. Receive. 
Receive healing in your body. Receive restoration in situations that you've been believing for. Receive. Believe you receive. We don't have a power problem, right? The power's here. Look over at uh, Mark. Was it Mark? Maybe not. Luke, Luke 5, Luke 5, 17. How many people, you know what? If something comes against us and we've got scripture that we know is a promise of God, that we do not have to deal with that. You know what? Sickness and disease, it's pretty much, you don't even have to name a new one. You know, people say, well, they've never heard of this one. God has. He put it back there in the book under any any disease not named in this book he he just put a caption in for it because he knew that the devil would try to come up with new names so he just said no matter what name you come up with i'm putting it in here it's covered amen luke 5:17 and it came to pass on a certain day he was teaching what would he be teaching the word faith comes by Hearing the word. And there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And I know everybody's heard messages on this and we've talked, but the power of the Lord wasn't the problem that day. It was religious spirits, it was religious people. Who, who weren't looking for the power of God. They, if they were sick, they left sick, unless we add something to the Scripture, because it doesn't say that anybody else got healed, right? But the, that didn't mean the power of God wasn't there. So many times we could walk into a service, the power of God would be there to heal, and you could still walk away sick if you allow the enemy to talk you into it. If you allow the enemy to tell you, well, this, that he didn't mention your sickness, so it, it, you're probably just going to have to deal with it a little while longer, or you know what, you're not going to get it this time. or They can tell you a thousand other things. You know what, it's really not that bad, just keep it. It's amazing what we'll put up with, right? I remember I had a pain in my elbow, and this was like a year later, and I still had a pain. So, well, it's tennis elbow. I've been doing too much of this, and I don't even play tennis. Why would you call it tennis elbow? <laughs> right? A year. Why would I put up with that for a year? That, that elbow was as healed as everything else in my body. I'll guarantee you, if somebody would have said, you're going to die tomorrow, I'd have got a little more serious, wouldn't I? I didn't have my switch flipped on. When your switch is flipped on, you'll you'll hit everything and you'll say, no, I'm not having it. And when we begin to refuse everything, you know, and that's what we got to do because the devil, he goes through his flip chart. He says, well, take a little runny nose. That's not really going to bother you. You can still go to work with that. Not now, right now, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Better not, huh? Better not even sneeze in public right now. You have people all over you. Sneeze, sneeze, get him out of here. Test him for a... You know, but he'll try to talk you into little things. Oh, it's just your elbow. It'll get better. He'll tell you anything to get you to keep it. Why? Because if, if he can get me to keep the elbow, 
then he can get me to keep the twinge. If he can get me to keep the twinge, he'll get me to keep the, the pain. If he can get me to keep the pain, he'll get me to keep the cough. If he can get me to keep the cough, he'll, the tumor's okay. It's not really going anywhere. It didn't get much bigger. I don't I'm in faith. We don't want that. The power of God is available for us at all times. All he said we got to do is when we pray, believe we receive. Believe we receive. Ask for the desire in your heart. Believe you receive. If you think it's small, it won't be an ask. It won't be a hard ask. I mean heart ask. That, which is what you need, a heart ask. If he can make it small, then it won't be from your heart. If, you, if you'll make nothing small, if it's from the devil, why would we want it? Right. And every pain, sickness, and disease is from the devil. Everything that, that's, that's, that would cause you discomfort, is, it's never from God. He said, God is so good that he said, you'll walk through the fire and you won't be burned. He didn't, he didn't say you, you won't walk through the fire. He said you'll walk through it, but you won't be burned. He's even protecting you while you're doing things on this earth that would hurt other people. It won't hurt you if we trust Him. Amen? Amen? Power of God was available there. To, it was present to heal them. And behold, men... Behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with palsy, and they sought means. These were, their, their, their switch was on, right? They, they had faith, and they knew the power of God was there, and they had to get their faith to that power. Amen? And they're looking for a way. They're, 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 he's taken with the palsy. They sought every means to bring him in, to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they, they might bring him in because of the multitude. They cried and sat down and said, we're sorry, brother. It must not be God's will today. Yeah. And people laugh, but we've done this. We've sat in amazing healing services with amazing healings happening, and we've walked out unhealed. We should, not want, we should be unwilling to continue that. And I'm not trying to get, if, if you do, don't get in condemnation. Grow. I've done it, and I'm going to grow. And if it happens again, I'm going to grow. Amen? I'm planning on growing until these little things don't become a hindrance so that the big things don't become a hindrance. Guess what? We're in the world. All these things are here. If you think you're not, you're not going to pray and not deal with them. That's not going to happen because you're in the world. But we're not of the world. We have the greater one in us. We have the, the love of God. We have the faith of God. We have the power of God available. We can, by faith, receive our healing. We can, by faith, be prosperous and delivered. We can, by faith, be peaceful in the midst of turmoil. We can, by faith, have joy when everybody else is crying and mourning. We can, by faith. Why? Because the power is always available. We just have to hook into it. 
Glory to God. No, it said it said they couldn't find any means, and they didn't cry. They they kept looking. Why? Because when your when your switch is flipped on, your light won't quit. It will find a way to the power. And 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 he they said that so they went to, they went up on the housetop. They let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus, and 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 nobody even complained about the hole in the roof at all they complained about jesus telling him sins are forgiven but they didn't care about the hole in the roof i'm pretty sure kim would have said why are you putting a hole no she wouldn't (laughs) she wouldn't have because her switch is on amen true faith refuses to be denied when you're when you're in faith you're not getting in faith you're not working up to faith. You're in faith. When you're in faith, you will refuse to be denied the Word of God. And Brother Hagin says that in the book. He said, you've got to get to the place where you won't let go. When everybody around you is telling you, it's not working, it's not working, stop, do something else, do something else, you won't let go. you got a Word from God, you're grabbing hold, and you're holding on. And you refuse to let go. And if you refuse to let go, and it's a word from God, and it's the will of God, and He's not told you to do anything else except believe that. Right? I mean, what, what if the ten lepers, and He just said, go show yourself to the priest. He said, well, why would we do that? You can heal us without that. We, we've heard that you heal. Just heal us. What if He just said that? No, they had to do what He said. God will tell you to do things that will bring healing, right? And so you, you don't want to quit listening. You don't, you, don't want to get to, you don't want to get like this, I'm in faith, I'm in faith, leave me alone, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. You say that so much that you now can't hear the Spirit of God say, yes, you are in faith, now do this. Right? Do this. Because guess who knows where your faith is better than anybody? The Lord. Brother Morris got a, a series called Real Faith, and it's real good. And we are real thankful for it. It came about at a really good time for us, as a matter of fact. So they went down. They laid him in the midst. When he saw their faith, not just the guys that brought him, the guy laying on the couch. Because you know what? If you're on that couch and they're jostling you around through a roof, if you're crabby like most people that are on a couch... You guys ever been to the hospital and dealt with somebody that don't feel good? Have you ever not felt good and been the person crabby? Yes, you have. I don't, I don't need any hands. If you didn't feel good, you were crabby. People that don't feel good are crabby. <laughs> well, he's on a couch, and he don't care because his switch is flipped on. He wants to get to one place, and he had the help to get him there. And when, he, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, your sins are forgiven thee. The desire of his heart and the prayer for, of his friends was that if he just got to Jesus, this was his prayer, this was the desire of his heart, that he believed he would receive his health. And Jesus said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And we could go back to James where it says, if he had any sin, they'll be forgiven him. It's the same. If you're, if you're healed, you're, it's the same power. Healing and forgiveness are the exact same power. 
You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm forgiven, so I know I'm going to heaven. You got the ability right now to get your healing all at the same time. Why? Because it's the same power. In fact, it is the power that forgave you made sure you were healed. Amen? And, and so, so when he said this, all the scribes and Pharisees jumped up and said, glory to God, let's get healed too. No! Why? Because religion doesn't want that to happen. Religious people think religiously, right? And, and, you know, there are a few things you want to do religiously, like shower and brush your teeth and <laughs> things like that. But you don't want to get your own doctrine, your own set of beliefs, and, and stand so hard on them that you can no longer see the goodness of God. You're so blind by your religious beliefs. And this is what happened to them. They're so blind by the law and their religious beliefs and their hatred for Jesus that they don't care what's going on with this man. They just care that Jesus blasphemed, blasphemed. Scribes and Pharisees began to reason. Why'd they they reason? Because they can. That's what scribes and Pharisees do. They reason. Thou thinkest he should forgive us sins? If you hear yourself talk like that, know you're religious. <laughs> no one can forgive sins but God alone. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he answering them said unto them, What, what reason you in your hearts, whether it is easier to say thy sins be forgiven or to say rise up and walk? Which was easier? It's the same sentence. It's the same power. What was he literally saying? saying the same power that's available in this room to heal is available in this room to forgive. Amen? And if you can be forgiven, you can have anything. If your sins are forgiven, you're saved. The word saved is sozo, healed, prosperous, delivered, restored. Whatever word you can think of that's good, it's in the word salvation. Amen? And you can have all those things. And, and if we keep our switch on, if we keep the switch of faith turned on, right during this service, people are being healed. People are being healed in Sarasota, online, in this building right now. And we don't have to wonder what's going to happen next or how's it going to happen. We're going to follow the leading of the Spirit. Amen? We're going to hear from God. And, and no matter what happens, the power is available. Turn your switch on. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care if it's restoration needs, reconciliation needs, uh, deliverance. I don't care what, what part of your body needs healed, what part of your mind needs healing. It's all provided and the power is available. It is present to heal everywhere within the sound of my voice. And if we'll just reach out and believe and receive not receive and believe believe then receive you believe and you receive you don't check it you don't ask whether it happened or not you take it amen you take it you believe and receive glory to god and and we should have all these things there's no reason for us to put up with the, the things that the devil would like us to keep don't put up with it don't, don't put up with emotional distress 
and, and things that are causing you to, to just fly off the handle at, 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 with your temper and with other... Don't keep putting up with that. The power of God is present to heal. Amen? Everybody stand up with me. Thank you, Lord.